Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. And first things first, before we say anything else, boys, back in the dub, back in the win column. Just got to get that right off the bat. Big news, big news. But today we got a good one, and I'm your I'm your co-host Josh Iman. I'm Joey Pazola, and I'm Thomas Welch. And yeah, we got a like I said, big W. Had to get that one right right out of the way off the bat to congratulate the boys on on getting back in the win column after five five losses in a row. So that we'll we'll recap that one, and then we got a bit bit of trade action uh, all around the league. We'll we'll dive into some of those trades as well as the the one that the Blues made for Scandella. So we'll jump into that, um, but. Before we do anything else, I got to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Monocle's Pizza. If you haven't heard about them, what are you doing? They got their famy, famous crispy thin crust pizza. They got the pan pizza. They got the point pizza, which is a one of a kind triangle pizza. Can't get that anywhere else. All pizzas come with a mozzarella or a Provel blend of cheeses. They got pepperonis, fresh baked rolls filled with pepperoni puree and four cheeses. Toasted ravs, a St. Louis classic. The family pleaser, which is a combo of pizza, salad, and soft drinks. You can dine in, carry out, or get it delivered. And they've been in business since 1959, which is which is always good to see. They've got their O'Fallon location with a with a local brewery, their house Amber Beer, named after their inaugural inaugural year, 1959. Lots of community involvement with fundraisers and reading programs, and you can order online through their app or website, the Monocle's Pizza app or website, and also order on Grubhub. And you can get $5 off a large specialty pizza when you mention Locked On or use the online code Locked On to get your pizza. That's Monocle's Pizza. Check them out. But God, pizza yeah, sounds so good pizza, right now. Pizza sounds Christ. amazing right now. But but unfortunately, we can't, we, we can't have pizza. We got, some, we got some hockey to talk about. We got a hotter dish to serve, you know what I'm saying? So Tuesday, t- Tuesday night... Uh, last night at the time of recording this, Blues t- take on the Devils. Um, coming off of losing five straight, uh, Devils were three and two. So Blues were definitely the 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 less hot team heading into it for sure. Um, but they came away with a three nothing victory. What were your before we jump into the the specific goals? What were your guys' initial thoughts on the game? I guess heading in and then also afterwards. Uh, for me, I think what stands out the most is obviously uh, the defense really stepped it up, and not that they hadn't stepped up the last three games or so obviously they've been they've been playing some good hockey they just hadn't been in the win column but i mean 17 shots on goal i think that's a season low for us isn't it letting that up um Bennington gets the shutout Bennington gets the shutout yeah just not a lot of high danger chances for the devils and the blues walk away victorious and like we've talked about um put a stop to the slump love to see it yeah Yeah, i think uh Bennington with the big bounce back with the shutout. Uh, defense played well, like Tommy mentioned. Uh, I really like how specifically Carl Gunnarsson played last night's game. Um, he seemed it, it almost seemed like there was someone getting into his ear. Maybe it was a coach or something that hey, get jump up in that play a little more often, get a little more aggressive. Uh, you know, after this Bowmeister stuff, we're gonna need someone to fill that role of, of logging more ice time. And it almost looked like he was trying to jump the gun and try to try to prove to the someone whether it's a coach or to himself that he can he can handle some more ice time in the coming future but big Absolutely. shout out to Carl Gunnarsson he actually did get an assist right there he he was close to almost I think two goals actually too a uh, couple couple times he did jump into that play but yeah, want to give a shout out to Carl Gunnarsson all over the ice 18 minutes oh, yeah. of ice time 
huge game for him. Uh, definitely stepped up in, in J-Bo's absence. And then, uh, obviously, we'll touch on the Barbashev. Great game by, great, great game by him. But, uh, again, Jordan Cairo. Jordan a Cairo. little snake bit on, on the goals here. Dude, the, the one. Um, <laughs> off the, off the knob. Did, off the knob. Oh Are you God. kidding me? Could Open not have gotten more lucky. But, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll touch on all that. That one's brutal. Uh, yeah, um, so we we jump into the game. Um, first period, Blues come out firing. They're playing really well, but you know who's playing even better is Louis Domingue. Um, my buddy's a Devils fan, and we were talking before the game. He told he reminded me that Domingue was in that, and I was getting all pumped up because uh, Blackwood has been playing so much better than Domingue this year for New Jersey. Domingue's just had really, really atrocious numbers, so I was excited heading in, but of course I forgot the Blues have their their favorite tendency to make backup goalies look like Dominic Hasek in his prime. So he... Um, he came out and absolutely stole the show for New Jersey early on. Uh, first period was was a little bit discouraging in that sense. It kind of felt like another game where they were just going to do everything right, but except for the finish. And I, I I could totally I could totally foresee New Jersey coming down and just scoring a quick a quick goal just off something fluky and deflating deflating the team. Uh, what do you guys think of that first period? Were you guys a little hesitant heading into the rest of the game? Yeah, kind of. Because well, I mean, what was it like? three, four minutes in, and they ran the pipe short side on Bennington. I was like, okay, maybe let's not do this. Um, Not tonight, at least. Um, But I was in the same boat as you. I thought I was looking at the Ming's number, and I was like, he doesn't look that good. I mean, his save percentage, I think, was sub 900. So I was like, I mean, boys boys are going to have a solid chance to pot some goals tonight. But he, I mean, credit to him for sure. He played out of his mind, was standing on his head all night. Yep. Um, And that's tough to do, especially when the Blues – fired over 10 shots in each period. They went 13 in the first, 11 in the second, 15 in the third. Yeah, d- double and, the, uh, up the Devils every period in shots. Yeah, yeah. The Devils never shot or never got six shots on goal or never got more than six shots on goal in one period. So. Which is absurd. Yeah. That's insane. That's, that's Put the clamps on them. Yeah, I mean, it felt like it felt like from puck drop to, to final buzzer, the Blues just dominated that game. I, I don't really remember – a single point where I really watched the the game and thought like, oh man, the Devils really have control here. We need to snatch control back. It, it really felt like there there wasn't a single moment where the Blues weren't in control of that game, even though they did give up a few chances here and there, a few flurries from New Jersey. It just it, it honestly felt like it was a it was a scrimmage out there, like in the sense that it was just so one sided and they were really working on their offensive sets and and finally in the second period. Um, after nobody can figure out Louis Domingue, Ivan, Ivan Barbashev assisted by the big sweet himself, Carl Gunnarsson, boom, boom, Gunnarsson. Uh, Barbashev gets his eighth goal of the year, fires at top corner, and puts the Blues up one nothing. Definitely a huge sigh of relief on my on my end after that one. Um, I, I kind of was confident that they weren't going to look back from that one. They've been trailing a lot in games, chasing a lot, and getting that first goal was really huge for them. What did you boys think of the second? Uh, Barbashev looked good off the start. He looked like he had some energy. That whole fourth line in general with Sunquist and Sammy Blay. Blues may have something there with that that combination. I know uh, we're used to seeing Steen on that wing, but looking go Sammy Blay. Uh, but yeah, um, Barbashev looking hot off the start with that good goal. Yep. Yeah, yep. I think um, just kind of building off of that, Joey kind of hit it on the head. Uh, that line looked really nice. Obviously, Barbashev was energetic the whole night, grinding out. Um, and his numbers showed it, obviously, potting two goals. But I think the absence of Sammy Blay and then him coming back into the lineup, like, it's a stark contrast between really a lot of different guys 
guys in that role because Sammy Blaze such a big body and he's physical, but at the same time he can beat you with speed, he can beat you with his puck skills, and he's got a hell of a shot too. So Absolutely. incorporating him back into the lineup, even um, in a lower line role um, where he can kind of pull that kind of style of like grind it out, uh, forechecking, hitting guys left and right, that kind of thing. Um, it's really beneficial to the Blues roster as a whole. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's definitely we're definitely starting to notice that the guys coming back from injury are, are getting back in the flow of things and and starting to play up to speed, and it's definitely showing. Uh, before we jump into the third period, gotta take a quick break to thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Blues content covering that wonderful third that they had. All right, and we are back. Uh, heading into the third period, Blues were up one nothing. Uh, definitely was the uh, big big turning point in the game. They, you know, their game to, to win at that point could easily have come out and, and play, played sloppy, let New Jersey get right back into the game. But they they held it down, put a lot of pressure on, and pretty early in the period, Ivan Barbashev with one of the most beautiful goals I think uh, we've seen all year. An amazing give and go with Sammy Blay, who we were talking about earlier, and, and of course his second of the night. I, I loved that goal. What do you guys think? That was my favorite goal of the night. Um, Sammy Blay with the great awareness to just open, open his hips up, drop that back to... Uh, Barbershev, Barbershev goes back to Blay, and then, man, that was textbook right there. Beautiful goal. Yeah, Tommy? Yeah, I think, I, I mean, obviously it was the prettiest goal. I think we can all agree on that. Um, but especially in the last couple of games, like the Blues have been scoring those, like, ugly goals that kind of, like, trickle in. I think the other night we scored one that, like, went off the, our own defenseman and went in. So it's, like, it's nice It's nice to see um, a goal that's so choreographed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Clean choreograph goal. That was. It was very satisfying to watch. Like that's exactly how you draw it up. That that's that's. It was just everybody was in the perfect position. The the, the lane opened up beautifully for Barbashev off that give and go. You couldn't have drawn up a better goal. It was it was great. And and you know that was really the the nail in the coffin for New Jersey. They never they never really put any pressure on uh, after that. And then you know two nothing. Rest of the game, a guy like. Uh, Jaden Schwartz, who's been absolutely snake bitten all game, and for the, last, for the past few games, he, heading into this game, I think he only had like two goals in his last ten games or something like that. Um, after you know nearing twenty goals this year, he's having a good bounce back year, and he'd had some tough looks all night, just just some near misses, some really good opportunities, and he finally uh, scores a really nice goal, just finds a loose puck, bangs it into the top corner from the slot, um, puts the Blues up three nothing with a little over five minutes to go in the period. So uh, that was that was really good to see for him. Uh, and I think was the the final chapter and a great win for the Blues. Yeah, and I think you could tell like um, after he scored that goal, he kind of shook his head like it's about time because like you were saying, he had just been getting scoring opportunities all night, just couldn't find the back of the net. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, finally throws the monkey off his back. That's going to be good for him moving forward as well. Speaking about moving forward, we know how Jaden Schwartz scores and he does score in bunches. He's very streaky when it comes to that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. If this does start a little trend here coming into the weekend, especially we, we could use some goals Friday night. We know that for sure. We could. That's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a fun one. Um, speaking of the the game, upcoming games, uh, before we jump into, I guess, the Blues editions, the, the, there's going to be some different looks for a lot of teams uh, heading into these next few games. In these past couple of days, we've had a lot of trades. I guess we'll just start from the beginning. Um, of what we haven't covered, the first trade I think that really that really stuck out to me was the um, Blake Coleman to Tampa for Nolan Foot in a first, which was just an immensely high price to pay. Yeah, like Coleman. 
Yeah, I I think we mentioned Coleman one time on the podcast uh, a couple weeks back, though. It wasn't recent, I don't think, but good trade by uh, – good good acquisition by Tampa. Good acquisition who, uh, by Tampa, yep. They they paid the price, though. Don't get me wrong. I yep, think that was yeah. a bit too high. Coleman, um, wouldn't Coleman even be surprised. Had a, Coleman had a cheap, cheap deal. Um, which is definitely part of the reason why his price was was so high. Um, he's on a low contract, perfect for Tampa to add. But I mean, yeah, it's definitely a high price to pay. Like I said, my buddy's a Devils fan. He's going on like I, I can't believe they got rid of Coleman. You know, they had no reason to. But when a team like Tampa calls with an offer like that, you you listen. You don't really say no. You know, Blake Coleman's not going to be the difference maker in New Jersey making a cup run anytime soon. So if you can get a, a top tier prospect like Foot and a first round pick, you do that. In right. Heartbeat. That's the thing too. Is like. Um, especially in his draft class, like I was pretty high on foot, like when he was coming out. But I mean, essentially, this trade pretty much set the bar for like asking prices across the teams because you yep. kind of like see the return and stuff. So everybody's trying to like get the most out of uh, their acquisitions. Yep. And thankfully, so, the Blues. Thankfully, the Blues ended up on. Yeah. Like maybe it wasn't a flashy pick. But, but I don't yeah. think we got fleeced by any means. Yeah, so that, no, not at good. all. So we'll so we'll get to that. But then the next day, we saw the the ball kind of keep rolling um, in a similar vein. Another another Blues target off the board. Tyler Toffoli went to Vancouver for Tim Schaller, Tyler Madden, a second and a conditional fourth, um, which is honestly a little bit less than I was expecting given the the Coleman price. Again, you do have to keep in mind Coleman's deal was so much cheaper. But um, uh, uh, that what do you guys think of that one? I, I was that was interesting for me, Vancouver being on the bubble. But I, I, I'm I'm not surprised that they went after a guy like Toffoli. I know he's been in, been in the rumor mill for them for a while. So I, I like that trade for Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me personally, um, I think he's gonna fit right in with that offense. Uh, like all, just thinking of all the shots you have there with like a guy like Pedersen and Brock Besser and now and Toffoli, like they definitely made their team better. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like his act, like his addition is going to make them any worse. Um, but for me, it feels like, it feels like a piece that a team that's one move away from making like a serious Stanley cup push would make. And I don't think Vancouver's just one player away. So that's my take right. on it. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that, with that statement, except look at the standings and look at how evenly tight that Pacific division is. Any one of those teams can make a run to that West Conference final and hey, injuries happen, things happen, yeah, bounces happen. True. Yeah. And, I mean it, it could be one series away for a cup final for them. Right. Or like one one depth player away from from taking yourself to that next level, from kind of separating yourself from the rest of the pack if you're in the Pacific. Yeah, um, but anyways, uh Tyler Madden, not to not that's not a prospect to overlook though by any means. Absolutely. Coming out of Northeastern. He's literally the the uh Basically, who Nolan Stevens passed the torch to at Northeastern St. Louis Blues prospect Nolan Stevens. He has uh, 37 points in 27 game, games this year. I want to say he was at the top of the lead of the uh, leaderboard and points in the entire nation. Um, he something did get like hurt though. He, he got hurt something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah. But yep. huge, huge package there again. Yep. And before we jump into the final few trades, uh, one more quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. All right, boys. So the the it's the day is February eighteenth, and all the trades go down. Julian Gauthier goes to um, New York for Joey Keane, sort of a minor trade. Dylan Demello for a third, and then the the kind of the big one, at least for for Blues fans, the one that we saw, Brendan Dillon to the Caps for a second and a conditional third. Brendan Dillon was kind of the biggest biggest target for the Blues, I think. Um, 
at least that we saw tossed around. So when that trade kind of went off, I it was a little shocking. I kind of had to be like, oh man, what are they going to do after that? So what do you guys think of that trade, I guess, in the 10 minutes between that trade and the next one we'll discuss? I don't think that's the biggest target on Blue's radar. Uh, well, not to hint at anything, but I, I do see what you're saying. He was on the Blue's radar, yeah. and I do believe he was greater than the uh, Scandella, you know what I mean, on that radar, on that front. But um, he, he, he fetched a 20, 2020 second-round pick and a 2021 conditional third, so most likely it's going to be a second and a third. Um, good addition by Washington. They're, they needed a shake-up, and they got it. Yeah, Tommy? Yeah, I mean, I... I don't think it's the Blues top target, but I think um, that Blues Twitter as a whole just right. kind of like I, right. That's was, what I'm at. I okay. It was, it, was the to, top, it was the top name that we saw thrown around a lot. Like yeah, they were choice. they were pretty set on like let's let's go get Dylan all that stuff, and then his name pops up with the Caps, and everybody's like, well, shit, what do we do now? Right. Um, but I think it's a good acquisition for the Caps, obviously. Um, but I think the Blues were looking for more of like a different type of player and that's Gandela might've fit that better. I'm not sure. Um, Cause obviously Bo Meester was a part of that lockdown, pa- that lockdown pairing. Um, and I think having like a guy like stay at home, Scandella and his numbers kind of back that up too. So maybe that's yep. what we're looking for more. Yep. So not, not even, or I guess I should say 10 minutes go by according to the, the Sportsnet trade tracker, 353 Eastern, the cap trade goes through. And then 10 minutes later, the Blues acquire Marco Scandella for a 2022nd round pick and a 2021 conditional fourth round pick. Um, I like the trade. I really like the trade. You can never have too many defensemen. Um, and as much as it's much as it's you know it's more than than Scandella went for just a few months ago. I don't really think you can take that into consideration when you're thinking of well, it's the deadline and he hasn't been on a contending team and and blah 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 blah. Um, I'm happy with the trade. I think he's going to make a little bit more of an impact than maybe Blues fans are, are expecting. I think he he hasn't really shown his full capabilities um, on the non-contending teams. I think he's a solid player. He's worked with Van Ryan before, the, the assistant coach. So, so um, sounds like he really fits the mold and they're happy to have him here. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him get some top four minutes and, and really just play a responsible, simple, um, sound game, like similar to Jay Bomeister. Uh, I think he's going to be a really solid addition for the Blues. Yeah, and it's nice too that um, from what it sounded like in his um, press conference that he knows a lot of the guys on the Blues. Obviously, he played with Ryan O'Reilly, um, but I think he said he played in World Juniors with Jake Allen and uh, Alex Petrangelo and some other guys like that. So yeah. um, that should help him assimilate into the locker room. Um, and just the fact that he looks just out of his mind excited to be here after yep. playing in Minnesota and then Buffalo and then Montreal. Like he's finally coming to a real, like, playoff team and he was talking about how excited he is to like play playoff hockey like it's a different style of hockey um so that's exciting um touching on what you said josh i think he is like essentially the same kind of mold of a player as jay bomeister um and so in searching for that lockdown pairing that jay bomeister was a part of i think we saw the blues kind of test the water with justin falk there and I don't think it really worked out that well, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Scandella. I think Scandella's got 12 points on the year and Falk's got 14, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him um, start getting more ice time than Justin Falk. So yeah. we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, when it comes to Scandella, I'm not looking more towards the points. I'm just looking towards, in general, like looking back at 2017-18, two years ago. Uh, last year, he had a little bit of an injury-riddled season, but two years ago, he logged uh, like 23 minutes time on ice per game. So he was logging top pairing minutes at Buffalo. That was literally a season and a half ago at this point. Um, he's a guy that can produce 100-plus block shots in a year. He's going to bring the hits. He's going to bring the physicality. He's going to bring the tempo on a PK. Uh, he, he's literally everything we needed that a J-Bo brought, except he's not as fast. But with that coming, he doesn't have the speed, but he's got the physicality. And Absolutely. so – um, it's going to be a good touch to the lineup. Uh, maybe there's, there's different variations. We haven't seen what's going to happen yet. Maybe pair him with the Vince Dunn on the right side. Maybe pair him with a Colton Prague on the right side. Yeah. Uh, maybe they, maybe they really shake some things up and add him on that top pairing with Alex Petrangelo. I mean, who knows? A lot of yeah. options. Nothing to go wrong. Um, and the fancy stats love Marco Scandella, you know, his, his, those fancy charts that not a lot of people care about, they look pretty great for him. Um, yeah, yeah, he's big on the analytics. He big is big on the, on analytics, the analytics, which analytics. is great when you're when you're in a team when you're in a team like Buffalo and Montreal to have good analytics. That's you know that's probably oftentimes not really a coincidence. He's a, maybe he's a bit of a bit of a better player than than just the stats show. And if you really give him the eye test, so I'm excited to see him kind of step in and just play a responsible role. You know, he doesn't need to go out there and get goals or dishing out fancy assists. He just needs to be responsible to play into Baruby's system and like. You guys both said he's. I think he's pumped to be here, uh, to be on a contender. He knows a lot of the guys. He's worked with the assistant coach before. Um, I think he's going to flourish in this system. I think he's going to kind of step up to that level. I mean, I know playing Minnesota, um, he's definitely been a, a bit of a, an annoyance in those series we had against them. Um, so I think he can kind of get to that level again with us and with, with the Blues where, he, where he's definitely a noticeable factor out there. Yeah, and I think you talk about it like with guys like Mark Stone, a guy like Peugeot, who Joey, I know you're still holding out hope that the Blues acquire. Um, but yeah, even like guys like that kind of like fly under the radar when they're on teams that aren't doing as well. Um, and we've seen Armstrong kind of take a chance on those guys uh, with the acquisition of Braden Shen. Um, and obviously he's way outplayed uh, what we gave up for him in that trade. So I think Armstrong's hoping that the same kind of thing will happen with Scandella instead of the reverse, which is a scenario like Justin Falk where you sign him, extend him, and then he doesn't play up to expectations. So I think moving forward, if the Blues make another move at the deadline, it's going to be more of something where they try to get a guy that's going to outplay his his price, if you yep. will. Yep, and one thing I think we didn't touch on um, that we do need to touch on absolutely is uh, 50% retained salary on Scandella. So the Blues got a was, very, very, yeah. very cheap top four defenseman potentially in Marco Scandella, um, regardless of how flashy he is. You don't and a condition on the fourth, right? Condition on the fourth, I don't really it's know. What likely it's likely going to be if the Blues make – or if he plays like 50% of the Blues playoff game yep. or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I was going to touch on the retaining part. So he's got that $2 million cap hit. And along with that, they put Jay Bomeister on long-term injury reserve, which means the Blues now have about $1.7 million, 1.5, 1.7 range of cap space. What's, what's Peugeot's cap hit? Uh, do we want to get into this? Because I have a feeling we're going to be talking about it a lot. I think we should ju- – I, I don't think we should get into this. I think we should – okay, so JG Peugeot's I'll touch on it one more time. It's $3.3 So – in the theoretical Pajot trade, there would need to be about uh, 
50%. Yeah, 50%. And then you add Zach Sanford. And then you add which Zach is gonna Sanford. Be, which is easy money right there. It's done deal, but there's going to be more to it. <laughs> All right. I predicted yeah, we, it February we, we, 4th, baby. We don't have time to get into that right now. But uh, <laughs> that being said, I think if we're wrapping things up real quick um, – this is the, I think this is all we got for today's episode, but we're just getting started on this this week. Um, deadline coming up on Monday. We got some good stuff in the works for these next two days. What do you, Joey? You wanna you wanna get the get the fans excited? What we got what we got in store for deadline? Yeah, it sounds deadline like we're gonna week. be. It sounds like we're gonna be skipping Gauntlet for Friday's show. We're gonna be focusing completely on the trade deadline preview Friday, and then we're gonna be trying to record for an early release episode on Monday morning. We're going to try to get the, our episode out for Monday morning out early so you guys can listen in on everything to look out for and everything yep. to watch throughout news. the day. Yep. There's potential then, potential for a live show maybe on Monday for uh, breaking down all day. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Yep, late Monday night or Tuesday. Tuesday show will be recapping the deadline. But we've got yep. we've got, it's an exciting time in the hockey world right now. We're getting to the tail end of the season. Uh, teams are really stepping it up, really bringing it to that next level. And trades are happening. Uh, players are coming back from injury. Uh, we'll touch on that, you know, the Tarasenko news, lots of fun stuff to touch on for the rest of this week and the rest of this season. Um, uh, you boys got anything else to add? Oh, well, uh, I would just say definitely tune in because like we saw yesterday, trades are already popping off. It's been a little chaotic. Um, and the trade deadline's like what, a week away. So it's, it's only going to get, it's only going to get crazier from here or from here and we'll be covering it the whole time. So tune in to you boys. Yeah. We're pushing it. We're pushing. It's about four or five days away now. I think we're yeah. in yeah, the final going, stretch. Yeah. But that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at locked on blues and follow all of us individually. You can find our ads on that, those accounts. And yeah, stay tuned. Uh, get your mailbag questions in for next week because we still have zero. Uh, and stay tuned for the deadline news. There's lots of fun stuff coming up. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.